and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz, and together we're a husband and wife team, both pro musicians. Musicians! <laughs> we're French as well. French musicians. Hello and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. Uh, je m'appelle Laz. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz, and together we're a husband and wife team, both pro musicians, talking all things heavy metal. And today we're bringing you our thoughts on Download Festival because we went there on Saturday. That's right, yeah, we had day tickets to see the mighty Metallica on the Saturday of what was Download Festival's 20th anniversary. That's why they were calling it Download 20. Um, so our day started off pretty early, didn't we? we yeah. We'd heard a lot about the traffic and the issues with parking and getting on site and everything. My, a friend of mine said it was a six-hour process getting from London to his car parking space. And for those who don't live in England, it is and should not be that long to get <laughs> yeah. from London to Donington Park and park up. Um, so we got there nice and early. It only takes an hour for us. Uh, but it was a breeze for us. We just went yeah. straight through. A couple of cars in front of us, but no waiting. And we uh, we parked the car. We, we went all the way to the end of the car park to make sure we were near the exit um, so that it would be easy when we get out. But uh, more on that later. Um, and then parked up, walked over to the arena, and then we went through. Yeah, so it was about 10am we went in to the arena, and we found this great spot to watch Metallica eight, year, eight, eight years, eight hours later, basically. So there is, this, you know, there is a spot, uh, there's an area just right by the stage where all the mosh pits usually happen, and then there's a barrier. And then there's another set of barriers, just literally like 10 meters after this one, after the first one. And we stood there and took a couple of pics. Uh, I'm going to leave the pics here for you guys to see. And we thought, you know what, that's a pretty great view. Yeah, you kind of think you can see it from the video, but she is much shorter than she looks. I am, I'm very short. Um, look yeah. at the photo we put on YouTube and you'll see how much shorter she is than me. So anyone who's your height or taller... Yeah obstructs her view so whenever we get to gigs you, you can't smaller. you mean no because anyone who's the same height as you is taller you can't see oh right so whenever we go to gigs she can't see anything so we yeah. actually had we were at the barriers with two meters of space before the crazy section as dash said started and we could see the stage and we were like we so gotta good. stay here and we had wanted to go and see other bands on other stages but mainly we were there for metallica yeah um and so we thought should we just camp here for yeah. the day add to that <laughs> it was 28 degrees uh, Celsius, it was yeah. boiling hot. Boiling. And we didn't really fancy walking up and down the field because it was just sweltering. Yeah. Really, really hot. Um, so we, we, we laid our base there. We made yep. our camp, so, so to speak. <laughs> and we stayed at the barriers for the day. And it turned out to be a really good decision. Yeah. Because I think we we saw a bunch of bands that we wanted to see. We wanted to see Polaris, we wanted to see Disturbed, we wanted to see Ice Nine Kills, and we wanted to see Metallica. So we got all of them as well. But we also got some other, you know, new bands that we hadn't heard, which we'll get into a bit later. So the first band that was on at 12 o'clock, I think, was Polaris. And I was familiar with them just a little bit because you showed me a couple of their music videos. You guys should check them out. They're really great music videos. They're yeah. so creative, like so different from anything I've ever seen before. Uh, I'll leave the links below for you, for you to check out. And I really loved this set, you know. Yeah. I really loved it. It was full of energy. And, you know, I really felt that you told me that you said that it was like their first big gig, like huge gig. Well, they, they were they were labeling this as their biggest ever gig. You know, they That's posted it. on Instagram and they said this is the biggest gigs of our gig of our career. Yeah. Um, and they were rec recommended to me by my best mate, who's um, who, who yeah, he, he suggested they're a really good band. 
Uh, I'm really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed. It it. I don't. Know, I don't even know how you how you class them. Are they deathcore or something? Whatever. Yeah. But really, really interesting band. Really great. Great stage presence. Um, great music and really oh. enjoyable set. Following that was a band called Fever 333. Never heard of them before. No, me neither. And they were kind of like Rage Against the Machine meets Linkin Park. Yeah. They were a band full of black musicians, all five of them, and they promote um, equality. Uh, inclusivity. And inclusivity, yeah. equality and justice in that sense for yeah. black people and people of colour and other minorities. Um, and it was quite entertaining. I don't think Very. I'd go and listen to them casually, but having seen them, the singer was full of energy, wasn't wow, he? Wow, he was um, crazy. And the like in a good way. And the bass great. player, she was very, um, what's the word, emotive when she was performing, yeah. always dancing, moving around. Listen, all of them were, and it was a really okay. fantastic performance, um, so much so that the singer <laughs> jumped off stage, crowd surfed, to so, so yeah, we had the front section, a little gap, then our section, and that was the rest mm -hmm. of the crowd were behind us. He crowd surfed on the front section, jumped into the little gap in front of us, made his way round to where all the lights are, and he climbed up the ladder. Must have been quite high. thirty feet high, I reckon. It's high up. And he sort of wrapped his arm around one of the metal um, one of the metal poles and just sang off the edge of it, and everyone was like. Wow. Like is Literally, he gonna? The whole crowd just like turned. Yeah, everyone the cameras just wow. looking, and it was really good, really entertaining. Yeah. So after Fever Three 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 came a band called Ice Nine Kills, who again were recommended to me by one of my best mates, and he told me that they're a band who write a lot of music based on uh, horror films. Um, and this came across on the stage for that. Oh, it, that showed. That showed. They were very loud. They were much louder than the bands before and after. And after they were very loud, uh, I love the fact that they wear suits on stage. That was really cool. Like they have one look as a yeah. band, which is really brilliant. And they had actors coming on, um, playing parts if, uh, playing parts from the movies that they were writing their songs about. And the singer had Freddy Krueger's nail hand. Listen, I don't watch horror movies, so if it isn't Freddy Krueger, yeah. I think it is. There's I Jason. Don't know. I'm not I know a little bit. There's Jason. Rare. There's Freddy Krueger. There's a bunch of them. But yeah, he had yeah. those those metal hands, uh, a knife as well, where he was sort of pretending to stab the actress. No one's condoning this, but it was no. just that they were on stage replicating the horror movies that they're singing about. It was and I thought it yeah, was it really was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. when my friend recommended them to me. I listened to them and I I couldn't really get past his clean vocals because I don't really like that kind of. I don't know, Escape the Fate, Pierce the Veil, Black Veil Brides, that kind of emo, emo-esque clean vocals. But having heard it live with the screams, with the rest of the music, I actually, I got past it and I really enjoyed it. Um, and they're, they're actually one of my highlights for the day and I think I'm going to go back and listen to them. The next band uh, we saw were Clutch, a band I actually never heard of before. Well, I think I've seen Clutch before, but I didn't remember having seen them okay. when we saw them on Saturday. There's an argument that they're not really metal. Mm -hmm. You could call them kind of hard rock. There was a bit bluesy every now and then. Yeah. Almost a bit grungy in a sense grungy, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really good and really entertaining as well. And the funny thing about them is their look. Because you've got Polaris, who have all like long hair, they look like a technical metal band. Um, Fever 333, yes, they all look different, but they have big tattoos, you know, head banging. Um, Ice Nine Kills, all in the suits, kind of sort of styling, styling the same kind of haircut. And then you've got these guys with big bellies, 
dressed in normal t-shirts, jeans, and sort of skater shoes. Look, they look like they're a pub band. And yeah. that, that would be an insult <laughs> if they didn't sound so good. They sound um, amazing. They were really good, really entertaining. They got the song that they ended with, which is their famous one, which is bang, 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 and everyone knows that one. And it's kind of like when that song came on and when they sang that chorus, that was, that's when we were like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we know <laughs> yeah. But leading up to that song, the set was really good. They had a few yeah. sound issues as well. They had to change radio packs, but yeah. the singer's a really funny guy. He's He's kind of famous. In the, me in the metal world, I'm not yeah. sure of his name, but I've seen him before. I've seen him being interviewed yes, in magazines too. and everything. Um, but yeah, Clutch were highly enjoyable. I don't know if I'd go and listen to their music, but if I saw them on the bill at a festival, I'd be like, yes, we have to go and see Clutch. The next band we saw were Alexis on Fire. And to be honest, they just sounded really savage to me, you know, throughout the whole set. And unfortunately, they just weren't the highlight of my day. Yeah, they're a band that I'd heard of. Uh, I hadn't heard any of their music, but people had sort of said things to me. And I was a little disappointed, to be honest. Mm. Um, that they, they didn't live up to the hype, I thought. And as yeah. you said, they did sound quite samey. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting bigger things. Um, but each song kind of followed a very similar structure. Uh, you know, screams from the main singer, followed by some clean vocals from the guitarist. And it was all... I don't remember there being any fast songs... They all kind of just plodded along. Um, but we don't want to listen. We're not here to criticise bands to that extent. Listen, at a festival, there are going to be bands that you don't like or that aren't for you. And unfortunately, Alexis on Fire were that for us on Saturday. The next band we saw were Disturbed. And oh my goodness, how great was their set? It's great, yeah. People behind us, we had, we had, some, we had like five gentlemen all in their 50s and 60s talking about how last year... Corn, uh, or not last year, but the last festival, Corn uh, overtook the headliners yeah, and did a yeah, better yeah. set. And they were all saying, I wonder if Disturbed are going to do that today. And let me tell you, they came mighty close Very. because obviously, you know, Metallica and Metallica, they stole the show, but Disturbed put on an incredible performance. Um, they played all of their hits, yeah. uh, if you want to call them that, all their famous songs that everyone yeah. knew, as well as a couple of acoustic tracks. Now, you, you talk about one of them because you you know you teach your students. Yeah, so I had a student who sang this before. Uh, it's called A Reason to Fight, the song. It's like a ballady type song. And it's very emotional because it's about addiction and depression. And the singer of Disturbed, he actually talked about it, didn't he? He was yeah. It was very emotional for him. He cried even a bit. He teared up and he said that he misses, you know, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell and that he literally said, I'm sick of watching my friends die. Yeah, it was really, really emotional. Very. And I, like, I, I've got to be careful what I say. Sometimes when you see performers... Um, put place emotions in the songs it doesn't always feel genuine sometimes you feel like they're mm. they're doing it for not attention but for the for the performance no, for the I show you, but you. david draymond at the end of that what's it called a reason to fight. a reason to fight at the end of that as he sings the last note the camera just zooms in slowly on him and these tears form yeah. in his eyes and then he sort of closes his eyes bows his head and you see the tears come down mm. and just in a split second my heart just sank i was like oh god and i didn't even know what the song was about and then afterwards he like you said he goes on he talks about depression he talks about anxiety he talks about addiction um and then he that was the moment where he goes he literally says i miss chester i miss chris and that was i get goosebumps thinking about it now because it's very emotional it was, yeah. 
But it's emotions and moments like that that take festival performances from this level to this level because yeah. it all changes. You can be, you can put on a great show, you can play the music really well, you can have everyone singing back the chorus of your famous song, but when you bring the audience with you on a journey yeah. that's heartfelt and emotional, yeah. that really stands out. And Disturbed are amazing. Yeah. Um, they did Land of Confusion, the Genesis mm -hmm. song, which is brilliant. They did The yeah, Sound of Silence, which. Unfortunately, I'm not a fan of, but in the moment on the, it, it, on the Download Festival stage, it was fantastic. Yep. 10,000 fists with 10,000 fists literally amazing. in the air. Amazing. Indestructible they did as well. Um, oh, it was just brilliant. And then, of course, Down, Down with the Sickness, sickness. which yeah. was brilliant. Brilliant stuff. If it wasn't for Metallica, Disturbed would undoubtedly, undoubtedly be the band of the day. Phenomenal performance. And obviously the highlight of the day were Metallica and it's so special for me because this guy got me download tickets this year for my birthday and it, it was it was for the reason for you yeah. to see Metallica to see Metallica for the first time I've never seen Metallica before. all of the other bands of the day were bonuses the, yeah. the reason we were there was to see Metallica for your birthday yeah and I'd never seen them before and it was a dream of mine and you made it come true thank you very much and it's just it was just absolutely fantastic I honestly guys it's like two days later I still can't believe this happened you know it's like it hasn't sunk in yet yeah still it was absolutely phenomenal just singing the songs that you love and when they're there they're, 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 they're just like right there I'm like wow <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was a very emotional and poignant gig for me as well because I've seen Metallica, I think, four times up until this point. And I just had this feeling. I, I said to you my vinyl review of 72 Seasons, mm -hmm. the link's just there, um, that when I saw these photos of them, for the first time I looked at them and I thought, these guys are old. They're getting really old. And I don't know how much longer they've got left. Mm -hmm. And so I just had this feeling when I was buying these tickets that this could be my last time seeing Metallica. Ticket prices are becoming unaffordable here in the UK. I don't know if it's the same worldwide, but because of certain political implications of decisions made over the past few years, bands are, are struggling to afford to come and tour yeah. the UK. So if, Met if Metallica retire, if they don't do a massive UK tour again, if I can't afford the tickets, I don't know when I'm going to see them again. So I treated this like it was my last time seeing Metallica. And it was it was really special, really phenomenal. It's more special that you're there with me because we kind of experienced it together. Yeah, it was, it was but they played. They, they've been doing two sets on this tour because they've been doing a no repeats, two nights in one city, yeah. night on, night off, second night. And I've been following the set list, and the set list that I wanted them to play on our night was the one they played. So I got battery, I got one, um, we got whiskey in the jar, we got until it sleeps, we got boom the bell tolls, we got ride the lightning. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't surprise me because they're professionals, but it just still baffles me at how good they are at what they do. Mm. I said, you know, I watched them play the show. I, not, I wasn't at Glastonbury, but I watched the performance. And that was, that's a while ago now, a good, maybe 10 years ago, they headlined Glastonbury. And even then, little mistakes were creeping in into Kirk's guitar solos. You know, the accuracy wasn't 100% there. And it was the same on Saturday night. The performance, if you isolate each instrument from that gig and listen to it, it wasn't perfect. But what Metallica make up for, with any tiny mistakes like that, they give 10 times back with performance and execution. Yeah. They are such a great band to watch. They are, and I really enjoyed the sound mix. Oh, it was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. I didn't feel like I went to the festival. There was a lot of complaints about Thursday night that Kirk's guitar couldn't be heard. 
His Boris Karloff, the mummy guitar, we couldn't hear that. Every other guitar he used, his Les Paul, the other one with the Ouija board on it, we heard that fine. But one of the guitars just wasn't as loud. But again, other than that, the mix oh, was fantastic. And the light show around them, the wow. screens up either side. And normally what you have a download is you have the stage, you have a screen of the stage and the next screen. And then as you go further back into the audience, you've got a, a, um, a tent that has all the lights and the mixing desk. And then they put a big screen on the back of that. Mm -hmm. So the people all the way at the back of the field can see the screen. But that always is in the way. Yeah. It's too big of a screen and it obstructs the view. So what Metallica did is they bought these rounded screens that they put on really high pylons up into yeah. the sky and there was like six of them around so everyone from wherever you were in the field could see it Brilliant. and it was ingenious it was yeah. so clever um so yeah you're gonna put a picture of that up, will, right yeah um so that just added to the effect of metallica are here and as always they're going to bring their specialness to download so as usual with download festival there was uh, like one or two negatives and the one negative that happens every year is the getting out of the parking at the end of the night. Uh, we were, like I said at the start of the video, we were parked like eight cars from the exit in terms yeah. of rows of cars. So we got there pretty quickly. As soon as they finished Enter Sandman, we were out of there and there wasn't many people ahead of us getting into the cars. We got into the car, I pulled out onto the main track of road and there was eight cars between us and the exit. But it took an hour and 15 minutes to get to the exit because of traffic outside on the main road, we were trying to leave a field because of people coming up the other sides of the of the parking lot and sort of slotting in one after the other. It's always just such a mess there. And it's just, it, it, it didn't by any means ruin the day, but you just kind of sat there like, oh, I've just seen Metallica and now I'm sitting yeah. in this car. And I feel bad for people behind us. Oh yeah. Because there were, there, there have been hours waiting because you got to try and get a car in and then you sit there for 10 minutes then they go forward, another car comes in. It's a nightmare. But we got out and we were staying in an accommodation that was just 10 minutes down the road. Yeah. So actually it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, what else? Do you, any other positives you want to say? Because I want to say I positive. think about well, the guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, in between the two rows that we were talking about, not the rows, the, what do you call it? The crowd section. The crowd section. Yeah. So there were guards stood by the safety guards and oh they were absolutely brilliant. So helpful. Yeah. There was drinking water in abundance for everyone. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was 28 degrees, so they had yeah. massive barrels of cold water positioned every sort mm. of 10 metres up this line. Right. And all you had to do is, if, if you're at the barrier and you're getting hot, you just say, sorry, man, can I just have two, two cups, please? They say, yeah, go and get your cups, there's your cups of water. And people were filling bottles up, people were yeah. pouring it on their heads, I was. Um, but but further than that, you know, that is their job to, to look after us, look after the fans and make sure we're staying hydrated. You know, our safety is their priority. Yeah. But they were lovely about it. Very nice. They were guys. lovely guys. Yeah. Uh, women as well. I'm just saying guys in the sense, you know, the collective term. Yeah. Um, things like, you know, one of them came and he said, you know, we're waiting half an hour for the next band. He goes, do you like magic? And he pulled out a pack of cards and he did some magic tricks. Another guy just kept pulling sweets out of his pocket and he throw them up and we try and sort of catch them in our mouths like, like that really entertaining Brilliant. and i just haven't been to a festival where the guards where there was security personnel were that i don't say involved but just nice enthusiasm as well enthusiastic. like they really want it it 
felt like they actually really like enjoy their job. They love what they're doing. Well, we yeah, saw half of them brilliant. singing along to Enter yeah, Sandman. What, there was one of them that was stood under the screen of the main stage doing like um, sort of putting his arms up in the air and the crowd was sort of going, yeah, and responding like Mexican waves and everything. Brilliant. It was just, it just made the event. Hmm. When you're at an event, and you're looking at pissed off security guards who don't want to help you and who don't want to, you know, who aren't interested and keep, you know, anytime you ask for something, they moan about it, whatever. It, it just takes a little bit of niceness off the event. But to have security personnel that was so lovely, so enthusiastic and just good at their jobs, it really made a huge Brilliant. difference. So download whatever company you used, use them again because it was phenomenal. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us for this video. I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know if you were a download this year. Please let us know what day you were there. Maybe you went the whole weekend. Did you camp? Let us know your thoughts. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next video. Yeah, we heard lots of great stuff about the bands that came on. Obviously, Metallica on Thursday night were, again, phenomenal. Bring Me The Horizon were meant to have literally brought it. Um, you know, their, their stage show is meant to be impeccable and Slipknot, they never fail to deliver. So as Dash said, let us know in the comments, which day were you there? Which bands did you see? And did you have a good time? So see you on the next video and have a metal day. Have a lovely day. We'll see you very soon.